Welcome back to It's Technically Romance, where we take a look at Hallmark films from the technical, cynical, cinephile side. And the hopeless romantic side. My name is Hamilton. And I'm Stephanie. And we have a very special episode today for you. Yes, we uh, kind of teased earlier that we had a fun interview Mm -hmm. for you guys. And it's our first interview of the new year of 2022. It was also our first interview uh, since having Penny. (laughs) So it was definitely interesting. But they were they were very uh, considerate and understanding because they, they have dogs too, so they they, they knew what, what they were in for. Yes, and we have amazing listeners, so I'm sure you guys uh, are totally going to be understanding as well. Um, so there may be a few barks or whines. Cute in, in, barks. Yeah. Cute barks. <laughs> in this episode. But we had a, a lovely conversation with the one and only Bran from Deck the Hallmark. You know him, you love him, and we got to get to know him a mm-hmm. little more. Yep. Um, you know, he definitely feels like a friend when you listen to the podcast, but it was really cool to actually finally get to meet him. Yes, and Deck the Hallmark really was the first Hallmark podcast that we listened to, and it was really inspirational for us. Yeah, those guys are so much fun. And yeah, so I hope you guys enjoy this interview, getting to know Bran a little bit more. We talk about all sorts of things, mostly Hallmark, I would say. Yeah. <laughs> which I, makes, I would hope so. Which I would hope sense. so in a Hallmark interview, yeah. yeah. We, we get to know him a little more about, you know, backstory and, and things like mm-hmm. that. We do have to... Yeah, give, give a little spoiler warning. We do have to give a spoiler warning. Uh, we have a little bit of a conversation about the TV show Ted Lasso. I don't know how we got onto it, but it came up. So uh, just keep in mind, there is a little bit of spoiler. Well, there's a big spoiler. I'm sorry, there's a big spoiler. I'm telling you, if you have any interest in watching Ted Lasso and you don't want things to be spoiled for, because I hate for things to be spoiled for me. So this is why I'm prefacing Mm -hmm. this episode. Uh, The minute you hear us start mentioning Ted Lasso, you'll want to fast forward. Um, And we're pretty much done. I even timed it for you guys (laughs) because I care this much about you. Uh, It's like at 36 minutes and 47 seconds. It's, around, it's a safe time. It's a safe time safe for time. you to fast forward to. Very thorough of you. And you'll be you'll be saved. Great. From from any spoilers. <laughs> so you're welcome. What's also really cool is when this episode comes out on Monday, it'll be January 10th, which is actually Bran's birthday. Yes, uh, we talk a little bit about uh, his birthday and him turning 30 in the episode. Uh, we did not plan this when we no. scheduled this interview. Uh, we're, not, I, we're not that clever. We are not that no, clever. No, but I love that it's coming out on his birthday. Uh, so after you guys listen to this episode, everyone go wish Bran a happy birthday. And uh, so we hope he has a great day. And we hope you enjoy our conversation with him. Thank you guys as always for listening. Appreciate it. Thanks. Hi, I'm Bran. I'm from a podcast called Deck the Hallmark. I live in Yadat, Greenville, South Carolina. And uh, it is technically, from what I understand, technically romance. Hello? Hello? Hi. Are we doing it? Did we do it? I think think we did it. I think we're here. (laughs) Boom. Technology. Well, welcome, Bran, to the It's Technically Romance podcast. We're so happy to have you. We we kind of feel like this is like a full circle moment for us because Deck the Hallmark was the first Hallmark podcast that we ever listened to. We didn't know they existed. Wow. And then someone, like a friend of ours, told... Yeah, a coworker at work. I, I had this Hallmark movie calendar that I would put up every year. 
And she told me, she's like, have you heard of Deck the Hallmark? I'm like, no, what's that? She's like, it's a, it's a Hallmark podcast. And so we listened to you guys on the way down to visit my parents for Christmas and just fell in love. Wow. When, when was this? This was, was 2019, I think. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Nice. Yeah. So now that. we have our own Hallmark podcast and having you here, it just feels like, you know, complete. It's a real honor. So really appreciate your, <laughs> well, you know, I'm taking the time. Be, I'm honored to be here. A big fan of your show. Um, and similarly, I started, we started like the Hallmark because I was looking for Hallmark podcasts and I was listening to the ones that were out there and they're all really great, but I couldn't find one that like fit the voice that I was looking for, like more comedy focused and, uh, you know, just not taking anything too seriously. And so that's why we started like the Hallmark and it's cool that that's also kind of what's happened here. Like you were listening to Hallmark podcast and you're like, I want to take more of a technical approach or whatever. So I love that that is uh, an inspiration for starting podcast. I think it's great. Yeah, because he has kind of like a technical background. So he was like, I don't, I don't hear a lot of people talking about, you know, the lighting and the, and I'm like, yeah. well, I don't know if people are going to be into that, but. But I'm into I'm it. Into it. <laughs> I'm, into I'm into it. it. <laughs> I'm into it, man. Um, well, this whole season has been a whirlwind for us, as well as I'm sure even more for you guys. Yeah, because you're this doing. What, this was your first year covering. Did you cover all of them? We didn't cover all of them. We, yeah, we planned to. Call. <laughs> yes, I remember this. You planned to, and then half like, or like, I was, was it before Thanksgiving week or after Thanksgiving week where you were like, this is dumb? We can't, we can't do it with our puppy. I mean, she would we be barking. We got the puppy like right yeah. before all the movies started. So it was just like all of our plans went out the window. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's, it's a lot. And I'll, I'll be honest, our, our first season that we did it, we, uh, it, it was a lot that year on top, like similar. This is, we, uh, so I had my, uh, my firstborn, he was, uh, I don't know, nine months, I think, when we started the podcast. Panda had a baby the month before we started the podcast. Dan had um, like a year and a half year old twins. So we were all like brand new dads. And we, <laughs> we decided to do this podcast we were going to cover. That year, it was uh, 37 or 38 movies. And it was brutal. It was uh, it was a lot harder than I think we anticipated it being, especially when you get to Thanksgiving week and you have to figure out how to uh, tell your family, uh, <laughs> hey guys, enjoy enjoy football. I'm gonna go in here and watch ten Hallmark movies so that I don't fall behind. Well, yeah, and you guys are doing like Lifetime and Netflix now, so like. And like episodes every day. So like we have to ask, like now that it's all kind of mm -hmm. over, sort of, how are you doing? I'm doing good. I Yeah, it was the most that we had ever done. Um, we kind of made a decision uh, earlier in the year to bring on some more people on like a recurring basis. So kind of to expand the DTH family to, it's always going to be the three of us, but we can also bring in some other people so that we all don't have to be in every single episode, the three of us. And so uh -huh. we kind of decided me, Panda and Dan would do all of the Hallmark movies. And then when we kind of do other, from other networks, the three of us didn't have to all be there for those ones. And so we have some people that like we brought in Patrick who does lifetime movies and Alonzo and Jax were helping us with uh, Netflix movies. And so kind of expanding the family a little bit to allow us to uh, expand in the type of movies that we're watching from different networks because there's so many out there now mm -hmm. um, while also not trying to kill 
ourselves. So, and it worked out really well. People were really great uh, and kind, and they loved the people that we were bringing on. And so, uh, it was, uh, yeah, I, I, I loved it. It was the most we'd ever done, but uh, I had a blast. So, uh, I'm, I'm excited for next year. Let's do it. <laughs> so, do, do you think it's easier now for you now that you're bringing on other people too, or is it still sort of that, uh, like you said, that first year, the pain of the first year? Yeah, I mean, nothing's uh, uh, nothing is ever going to compete with that first year because you don't. Uh, we just we weren't prepared, first of all, to cover the movies. We also had like we got really lucky. Our first season, we were invited on Good Morning America, like pretty early on in that first season, and that blew everything up for us. And we weren't we didn't know what to do with the people that were like we want to sponsor and we want to do this and that, and we didn't really know what how, how to handle any of that. So we had the movies and we had this influx of people that were finding us and uh it was all great but it was also all overwhelming and so nothing is going to compare to that first season as far as the the stress level and also it was a stage of life thing too like it was just not getting a lot of sleep either mm -hmm. so yeah it was uh it was a, a wild first year and so every year since then we we've kind of uh as far as a schedule we've kind of perfected it to where it's you know not a big deal at this point. So it's pretty great. Nice. Well, so my question is, how do you really kind of cleanse your palate afterwards, after all this? Like, what do you do to kind of, or do you not need to cleanse your palate? Um, yeah, I don't know. I, uh, we took time, we took some time off this year. So we took basically the, the last week of the year off entirely. We didn't record anything, which was nice. But I mean, honestly, like, these are my two best friends, and so I, I love the show, and I love recording with them, and I, I love the movies. I don't know how Dan does it, but I love the <laughs> movies, and so, like, I, I am uh, truly obsessed with Christmas, and so the, the, the cleansing, I don't really need, like, I wish that it didn't end, personally. Like, I don't really give a, anything. Like, these the winter movies, whatever. Like, love you, Ari, get out of here. Like, I wish it was Christmas movies all year. And so I don't really need to cleanse my palate. I will say, like, you know, the 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 tricky thing is fitting in also the the non Hallmark related Christmas movies that I want to watch throughout the year, like the Home Alones and the stuff. And so, right. yeah, same. Um, yeah, so you know, it, it's not. I think that's a nice palate cleanser to be able to go home at night, and the way that we I have it structured is I don't have to watch them when they're on live and I don't have to watch them at night when I'm at home, I can watch them during the day. And so I'm really lucky in that regard. And so being able to watch the movies with my wife at night after the kids go to bed and watch home alone and just be like, yeah, oh, good classic Christmas nostalgic. So, uh, the <laughs> ironically different Christmas movies is my cat palate cleanser. So, uh, that's how it kind of worked for me. Oh man. What is, um, I mean, that's, that's pretty crazy. Cause I mean, after, after this run we did, you know, I, we missed, we didn't watch It's a Wonderful Life. We didn't watch Home Alone. Uh, I know. We watch It's a Wonderful Life every year and we, we didn't do it this year. Mm -hmm. It was kind of sad. I'm so sorry. But the good news is it'll be around next year. It <laughs> and I think you've probably seen it a few times. So. Yeah, <laughs> well. but, uh, what does it, what does a typical day look like for you guys? Uh, yeah, it's, uh, def it's different for me than it is for the other guys. So I, I do this full time and Dan and Panda are teachers. And so I'm really lucky. I get to watch movies during the day and, um, it's just a part of my work day. And so I have it pretty scheduled out and, uh, kind of stick to it. And so 
we cover the the new Saturday movie <clears throat> that airs on Saturday. I'll watch that. Um, typically, I'll try to watch that. I take it back. Sorry. Saturday night movie, we wa- we come together on Sunday nights to record. So we watch that one together right before we record on Sunday night. Um, and then all the other stuff that we're reviewing, I'm watching throughout the week. And so I just have different days scheduled out for the type of stuff that I'm watching. The other guys, they have their own different routines that they, they try to fit it in in different places, like, you know, at night and planning periods at school and stuff like that. So oh, trying to, try to fit it in where you, where you can. Um, so I'm definitely the, the lucky one of the bunch. But, yeah, it's a lot of movie watching. I have days where I'm uh, emailing advertisers. I have days where I'm working on different projects for the future that we're dreaming about. And so we're always trying to think of different things that we can do that would be fun. And so, yeah, it's a, it's a very fun job that I get to do that I'm very just so lucky and blessed. That's that fantastic. So you get to be, like, creative basically every day, essentially. Every day. I mean, yeah, the, the, the stuff I hate the most is probably the stuff that uh, excites some people, but it doesn't do anything for me. So, like, I'm finding advertisers for the show. Like, I hate that stuff, but, you know, it's part of it. And so <clears throat> that's the least creative thing I get to do. But, yeah, uh, there, I have, a you know, a, a document on my phone of ideas, and I always throw them over to Dan and see what he thinks. And uh, Dan's pretty good at tempering my uh, – <laughs> Uh, my idea. I mean, I have a billion ideas, and I'll throw it over to him. And I think if he is okay with it, then we might have something. So, yeah, it's typically how it, how it works. I just get to think about dumb dumb things every single day. So it's a lot of fun. Yeah, I recently I read. Uh, I was doing a little research on you, um, and I read an old interview where you were talking about this trip that you and Dan went on. And you guys decided to listen to a song, this like one song, like over and over yeah. for the entire trip and you like streamed it. Yeah. And then you ended up raising like a bunch of money or something from it. Yeah. Well, we were uh, both uh, before this, I was also a teacher and I worked at a church part time and not a lot of money in either of those things. And so we wanted to do this trip to go uh, to Texas for this uh, like TV convention thing. That I didn't really care about, but I was just along for the ride. And <laughs> to help pay for gas money, I was like, hey, what if we did this dumb thing where we live stream ourselves listening to the same song over and over again and people could like donate money and then like we'll, we'll rate like we would. So we would do these like um, blitzes is what we call them where every donation up to X amount, like $10 or more, we would turn a, the tick, a volume up just a little bit. And so. It was really just a, a dumb idea to try to raise gas money, and it worked. We didn't have to pay for any gas, which was <laughs> great, uh, and it paid for our hotel. So we, wow. uh, it was uh, it ex- uh, what we were hoping for. It did exactly that, and we were just really surprised that people would sit and watch somebody listen to the same, like watch somebody be miserable. <laughs> and so that idea has kind of continued like everything that we do is basically like let's make ourselves miserable because I think it's funny. And so we do the thing like to kick off the holiday season. We live stream ourselves watching Hallmark Channel for basically 24 hours straight to kick off the holiday season just because it's a fun way to kick off the holiday season. It's, is it, it's, is it's, it a fun way to kick off the holiday season? <laughs> it is a fun It is a fun way. So, but we perfected that too. The first year we did it, it was not fun. We started at night, which was a mistake. We started at like 10 p.m. and we were going to oh, go no. until the 
first premiere of the season ended. So it was oh going to be God. you know Friday night at 10 to 10 o'clock on Saturday after the first movie. And it was a really bad idea. I, we didn't think about how, oh, you got, you're gonna, you got to work that day. You're going to be up a full day and then have to stay up another 24. It was not a good way to do it. So the last two years, we've done it from like 6 a.m. until through, through the night, basically. So that's a much better way. Yes. If you're, if you're going to be dumb, you got to be smart about the way you're being dumb. So it's just those little lessons, you know? Do you think you guys are going to do the cookie thing again? <laughs> no. I don't think we're going to do the cookie thing again. Thank you for asking. Some some things you just, you, you try not to figure out how to perfect it. You just say, you know what? Some some ideas are better left. Uh, I was going to say, you don't know until you know, but I mean, you kind of had to know what was going to well, happen. The, the worst part of that whole thing for those that don't know, we did this dumb thing where we had a book coming out last year. We, we It was Christmas in July, I think, and we wanted to do a big pre-sale push. And so we said for every book that was pre-ordered and emailed to us, the receipt, we would eat a cookie. And uh, I felt really confident about it because I <laughs> love cookies. Like, I didn't feel like I would have any problem with this. Nobody loves cookies or sweets more than me that I know of. And I was so, I didn't give the cookies the respect that the cookies deserved. Uh, that day I went like out for barbecue at lunch and I was like, let's no. go, let's have some fun. And I just, I, I didn't, I, ju I just didn't go into it thinking that I would have any problems. I didn't, I didn't plan for the event. And so that's what, that's what did it for me. It was a, it was a gross uh, underestimation on my part. And, uh, I regret it almost every day of my life. <laughs> well, I'm glad I could bring that up for Thank you. Thank you. Yes. I haven't, uh, I, I haven't talked to my therapist about it yet. So it was nice to, to just hash it through. You're welcome. Um, so, you know, we all know you as brand, the fun deck, the Hallmark guy, but you know, we want to maybe do a little dive into yeah. who is brand really. Yeah. So just maybe a quick journey, like where'd you grow up? Would you mm -hmm. want to be when you grew up and how did, how did you kind of get into podcasting? Mm -hmm. um, I grew up in Florida, unfortunately. I don't try to claim it. Um, <laughs> but I was a huge basketball fan, huge Orlando Magic fan. I do still claim that, unfortunately. And um, I wanted to be a basketball player. And those dreams were uh, crushed pretty quickly. Middle school, I didn't make the team. Still uh, getting through that, Ooh. Uh, Ooh. and it kind of uh, was a real bummer. And uh, I ended up picking up the guitar because I was like, I guess I guess I could do this. And I fell in love with music, and I got really involved with my uh, my church, my youth group. I was doing a little youth group band. Um, the type of it's a fun thing when like when you're a, a church kid and you go to youth group and you get to basically learn music on a stage it's not the best way to learn music but it's also uh, a good way at the same time because you kind of learn what works and what doesn't work and I don't know there's, it's, there's a freedom and failing there which was which was fantastic and that's actually kind of the the journey where the journey would take me I went to um, uh, a camp in Georgia and I led um, worship there I met my wife and uh, I moved up to South Carolina and kind of stumbled into teaching uh, while working 
part-time at a church and doing music and working with students. And, and I did that for uh, a number of years. And in doing all of that, at the same time, I kind of fell in love with podcasting. I think around the same time a lot of people did. I listened to Serial, and I was like, man, this is what I, I want. I, like, I love storytelling, and I love being able to like uh, listen to these stories as I drive around. Like, this is amazing, and the way in which they're telling these stories is crazy. So um, I was just trying to figure out different podcasting ideas, and so me and my buddy uh, Dave, who uh, was my neighbor growing up, uh, we started a podcast where we would interview our favorite bands from when we were kids, like these uh, cr- Christian rock bands like Reliant K and stuff that was the Christian alternative to like good music. And so we'd interview those bands, and then we started a podcast where we would interview uh, like people that were specialists in like paranormal and sci-fi stuff. And Oh, really? Yeah, just really interested in Ooh, we might have to that- we might have to talk. Yeah, come on. Uh, <laughs> people that be- like you know either believe in aliens or have studied them, or some people who have been abducted, and just hearing those people's stories, I just found fascinating, and I still do. Um, and then I stumbled into like the Hallmark. I fell in love with uh, Hallmark Christmas movies. Um, I don't know, uh, six, seven years ago now, when I found when I found out that there was a channel that switched to all Christmas, you know, at Halloween. I was like, this is great. Like, I don't really care if the movies are good or not. Like, I love Christmas, and this is perfect for me. And ended up starting Deck the Homework with uh, Dan and Panda as kind of an excuse to hang out with my buddies because we were uh, each of us was going into this new stage of fatherhood, and we weren't able to hang out as much. And so this kind of became an excuse to watch Christmas movies and to make my buddies laugh. So that's how we ended up uh, creating Deck the Homework, and the rest is history. It's amazing. So just basically an excuse to hang out with your friends. Oh, 100%. The Christian music bands. That was one of my favorite things hearing you guys talk about that on the podcast, Mm -hmm. (laughs) because that's how I grew up. I could only like listen to Christian music. So hearing like you guys like bring up Reliant K or I'm like, when am I going to listen to a podcast where people are talking about Scott Crepane? Like (laughs) it was just like so fun for me to hear those like little nods that you guys would throw in. So it really like it's, it's also one of my favorite, like, the Hallmark movies really are um, a means to an end for us. Like we, the goal of the show is to make each other laugh. We do that through the avenue of reviewing Hallmark movies, but like internally, the Hallmark movies are not the most important thing to us. Like it's making each other laugh. Hopefully the listeners that are listening uh, are also having a good time and laughing. And so doing the, you know, we're, we all grew up in very similar households. And so we have a lot of, you know, just, thoughts and we think it's all funny and uh being able to bring up like god's not uh i'm not i'm not cool that's okay my god loves me anyway is a (laughs) is a really bad song but (laughs) i love it i love it and so just being able to bring up those things it just it makes me so happy and it makes me happy that people like you uh there's people that listen will have no idea (laughs) and that's okay but there's yeah if you get it you get it if you get it you get it and that's what i love uh, when did you guys realize you, you were really onto something special? You, you know, it started off with you guys hanging out, just a way to, you know, see your friends, basically. When did it click for you? Was it that Good Morning America, or was it before that? Mm. Um, I mean, I knew that the three of us had something special uh, when we were still teaching together, and just a special friendship, three people that 
just get each other and uh, there's there's you know that special the special relationships in your life where you just it, you don't have to work at it it just yeah. is like it's just that's the way it is hanging out with these guys and so I I, I figured that when we w- really when we did the first episode and I listened back to it I was just really happy with it I thought that it was really fun and it was filling a gap that didn't exist which was a hallmark podcast hosted by hosted by guys and mm-hmm. I thought that if we could put something out that you could the 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 guys out there that are either a being forced to watch these movies around the holiday season because that's what their wife really wants to watch or are like me and love them and don't have anybody else to talk to about them uh it was going to fill that void and what the surprising thing was is it wasn't guys listening it was 45 year old women that were listening and still really liked us and they would, you know, they would their husbands would listen with them. But it was not the like the demo that we originally were going after wasn't the demo that we ended up with. Mm-hmm. Um, and but that's okay. And so when we 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 started, and I felt like it was fun, and so started reaching out to different publications. Basically, we would go to Google, type in Hallmark Christmas, go to the news section, and anybody who had written about Hallmark Christmas movies in the past year, we emailed them. And said, "Hey, there's this podcast, and I knew it was a, an interesting angle for reviewing Hallmark movies, and so I was hopeful that we would get some publicity just because of how how dumb it is. And so, uh, we did. We got some people that were writing about us, and like it was it was amazing how easy it was to get people from like Southern Living to write about your podcast. I was very wow. surprised. It was you didn't have to convince them. Very, uh, you didn't have to really do a hard sell. They're like, yeah, it sounds fun. Let's do it. We got to write stuff." Like they got to write stuff, <laughs> so yeah. to give them a good idea, like a fun idea, to write about, they were on board, and so, um, I, I yeah, I felt like, you know, we never expected to get on Good Morning America. We never expected to be able to quit jobs and do this full time. Like that was never, um, in the ballpark for us. But mm-hmm. what was, what we did realize early on is that we had a podcast that we thought was really fun that we really enjoyed doing. And that seemed to connect with people in a way that, like, I had never felt with any of the podcasts I had done prior. And it was just something, a a special little community that we were building even early on. Like, before Good Morning America, we had a really nice little uh, base of people that would listen. And they were really supportive. And uh, it wasn't the demo that we thought, but they were fantastic and just so much fun. And so a lot of those people that found us early on are still with us now and some of the most supportive people that we have. And so, that's awesome. uh, yeah, it was just early, like just fe- feeling the chemistry between us and the, the silliness of the premise. I think we, early on, we felt like we had something, but we didn't really know what it would be, obviously. Well, that, that's great to hear too about, I mean, your, your journey and how you had these other podcasts and you kept trying and you just, till you hit on something that you really clicked with when you listened to it, you, you knew, you kind of knew that. Yeah, I yeah, for sure. I mean, the other shows had their own little audiences as well. I, the one thing that I knew, and I, I think it's just what I gravitate towards, is I don't want to just do, you know, a, a, some sort of very, uh, like, main, like, I want it to be somewhat niche. I want mm-hmm. the audience to be niche because the people that are into niche things are usually the most passionate people. That's very um, true. That's the things that I'm into. Like, I'm very passionate about those things. And so, you know, we knew early on that the people that watched Hallmark movies like myself were really passionate about those, those movies. So it made sense to create it. Um, But 
<coughs> we didn't. Yeah, the it's just we, it still goes. We really expected our audience to be mainly guys, and it just wasn't. So, uh, very very funny how that works out. What would you say has been like the most meaningful like moment or thing to come out of the podcast for you? I would say the emails that we got um, throughout the pandemic, especially early on, just amazing emails from people that were just really thankful to have a podcast that they could listen to that felt like they were with friends was really a wild thing for us. Like it was doing the podcast, obviously, during the pandemic meant a lot to us, you know, getting to, to hang out with each other still. Um as safely as we can, but getting emails from people that were like, I haven't like hung out with my friends in, in months, but like when I listen to you guys, I feel that sense of community. Uh, it meant a lot. And then our community of, uh, we call them the double deckers, um, people that can join this Facebook group that we have that, that group is really important to us. Uh, just because I don't know, they, there's, there's something about finding a corner of the internet that doesn't suck. <laughs> that means yeah. when you find it, it means a lot. Like there's so much, so much garbage on the internet, but 99% of it is just worthless. And so to find that community that you can go on the internet and be like, this place is okay. Like this is a safe place. Um, the fact that it wasn't anything that we did, like the community just kind of happened and uh, that community just means the world. And so, Getting to go on and chat with those people and read their comments about the movies is just is so much fun. So I would say those two things are the most like meaningful things that we just continually can't believe happen. That's wonderful. Yeah. Well, I've I have a kind of a Hallmark related question. What is your your least favorite Hallmark trope in these movies? What is the one thing you see and you're just like, ah, oh, not again? Yeah, I'm I'm pretty over party planning movies. Um, it's just, you don't like a party. What are, you, what are you saying? You're not, not a party guy. I'm fine with parties. I actually, no, not a big party guy. Now that I thought about it, I thought about it. Not a fan of parties. That might be the root of it. We're on. Uh, yeah. It's just like the stakes couldn't be lower. Like you're playing a party and that's great. Good. But like the, the, the people that are like you, if you plan this party good then you're going to be the vice president of the company like yeah. those things never make sense and for a while there it felt like every movie was a party planning movie and so just got a little drained by the by the parties well what is your favorite trip i think i i know what it is but what do you think it is? i think it's the the fake couple yeah yeah, yeah it's it. mine too it. yeah I, I it just works for me like i just think it's so fun and it was one of the reasons why Unexpected Christmas was my favorite movie of the year is because it was that trope, but like in a, in a, a it was still a unique way of doing that trope yeah. where they were a relationship and then they weren't, but he, he never told his family. And so they have to be a fake relationship, even though they were a real relationship. Like it made, it turned that trope on its head a little bit um, because they had that past together of being an actual relationship. And so, yeah, that trope for me just tends to um, always work. And so uh, I want more of it. I don't yeah. want to, I, I just think it's great. Yeah, it's my favorite too. I, I don't know why, but I don't, something about, because you know, they're fake dating, but then they're going to be yeah, real, of course. real life of dating course. after. So yeah. it's just fun to see that happen. That's right. So, and I know you have a lot of episodes of Deck the Hallmark, but is there one 
maybe that sticks out in your mind that's like a favorite that you guys recorded? Oh, uh, I know I that's will, hard. No, it is very hard because honestly, I we do record so much that I don't remember most of them. <laughs> I the cop out answer is every year we do a best of episode, which is just the best moments of the year. And usually the, none of them are Hallmark-related moments. They're just like bits. And so as somebody who literally does this show just for kicks and giggles with my buddies, like those going back and listening to moments that I forgot happened uh, is really fun for me to be able to edit that and put it together. Um, but the episode that sticks out just from this past season uh, was, gosh, I don't even remember the movie at this point, uh, but Tyler Hines joined us to review a movie and – Things got out of hand. I ended up with my shirt off. I was trying to get Tyler Hines to take his shirt off. And it was just a fun time. And, uh, you know, you never want, I never, I, you know, I never thought that the world would see me without my shirt on. Uh, but they did. And I thought it was really funny. So it made, it made me laugh. And going back and seeing it, it always makes me giggle. And so that's the episode that sticks out as like, if it, it's, it really goes off the rails. And those are my favorite type of, of episodes. So will you guys sort of like, I mean, I know you take notes, but we plan like little things here and there, like we're going to try this, we're going to try that. And then when it goes off the rails, that's kind of what you resonate with? No, I mean, the only structure that we have is the four segments and anything else that happens is is not planned. Okay. So uh, we we take notes on the movie and we allow the the segments, the four segments that we have to kind of be the 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 rails in which the show kind of moves on but you know every once in a while in the craziness of the season on, on movie th you know 32 and 10 and 10th of the week or whatever you, you know you, you stop really caring about the segments and you just start goofing off and so uh i love i love those moments well, we have to say every time we watch reunited at christmas we think of you guys because oh. of the all of the Merry Christmases at the yeah. end. That, that cracked us up when we heard that. Just tears going to my face. Like, I couldn't believe it. Like It really is. And, and, and every time it's on now, I'll go and I'll I'll get to the end just so I can. <laughs> like, it really, like, once you notice it, it is hilarious to just see it happen. It really is quite the, the ordeal at the end of the movie. It is quite memorable. I remember when we first heard that episode and we were like, we have to go There's no watch way. it. There's no way. <laughs> But then you do it and you're like, wow, it's really, they really did it. But it's great because, you know, they just had a time that they had to get to. Like they, you know, they had 20 seconds they had to fill. What do we fill it with? Yeah. Let's get some more coverage. Let's get some more coverage. Merry Christmas. Just keep like, say it. We'll, we'll cut some of them. Trust us. I'm not going to cut any of them. I'm kind of curious about this. You, you had this question. I thought this was a good one for us. So we're big TV show people yeah. who love watching TV shows. I did hear in a podcast that you're a big Ted Lasso fan. Love Ted as Lasso. are we. Great. Um, so I just want to talk about Ted Lasso. No, <laughs> <laughs> please let's, let's do it. I well, mean, did, can we did talk you, about how big of a dick Nate is for just a second? Well, did you see that coming? I want to know if you saw that coming. No, I didn't see it coming. Okay, all right. I feel did good. Did you see I, it coming? I saw. I spoiled it for her. Really? Yeah, because I was like, I bet you what they're going to do is going to turn him into a villain. When did you do it? When did you realize? The start of season two. The start of season two. I was like, uh-oh, here we go. And yeah, it, I mean, it breaks my heart. In, at some point in season two, you realize that. But I, I think with that show, you expect when he gets to the point where they're finally hashing it out, I think you expect Nate to come around. Yeah. But yeah. he doesn't. And I think that was just 
I'm very excited for the next season. I am too, because it, it broke my heart. Like he was my favorite character and just to see him that fall is just, that's why you watch though. That's why you're captivated to the screen. The great part, and I didn't really notice it until I read an interview, is that slowly throughout the season, they're making his hair more and more gray. Yeah, yeah I yeah. read that. Brilliant. Genius. I love well, it. Well, even, I read a similar interview, even in the very first season, the first interaction we have of him is him getting angry at Ted for being on the pitch, like flipping out. Yeah. So you see that side of him right away, but you think it's just like a funny bit. And even when he's like telling the players off in the locker room, you like, oh, that's just Nate. But you realize it's, it's, Nate, it's, yeah. it's ingrained inside him that he has this darker I, side. I need to go back and watch season one and just would knowing where Nate ends. Oh up. yeah, that's, we did that with uh, with my my parents. And, uh, oh, yeah. and it was like, oh, there he is, there he is. <laughs> it is one of those shows that I wish that, like there's not a lot of these shows, but I wish that I could rewatch it for the first time. Yeah. Because like the, watching that first season, was magical especially during like the pandemic you know you just needed some some good feelings and to um, binge yeah once you figure out what apple tv plus is (laughs) (laughs) if you're able to get in there it's great it's great i did have a question in there uh i'm glad we got to chat a little bit about it but because we love tv so much we always like to ask like what you're into what you're watching right now what's making you happy yeah well we uh we're big, I'm a big Cobra Kai fan, so we just finished. Uh, I've heard nothing but good things about that. Oh, it's great. It's great. So season four just came out. Um, binged that in, I think, uh, three days. So uh, great. And um, we just started rewatching Gilmore Girls. It felt like time. You know, it been been a couple years. Might as well do it. Um, I want to hear a podcast of you. Well, the, the, but here's the thing about it. There's a podcast out there called Gilmore Guys, which is excellent. And so I don't oh. feel like I like it already exists. And so let them have it. It's a great show. Um, but I gosh, I, I have a lot of thoughts on Gilmore. Guys. <laughs> um, but over the past year, we loved o- uh, Only Murders in the Building. So good. Yeah. Such a good show. Especially, um, I mean, podcast. I mean, oh, it was I mean, it was made. It was literally a podcast murder show. With Steve Martin and Martin Short, like, was made for me. Like, it's everything that I love. <laughs> and so, yeah, I think those are the things that stick out uh, recently, yeah. Nice. Those are good picks. Thank mm-hmm. you. So you kind of mentioned it, and I don't know if you can tease anything, but I know you guys have a lot of big ideas. Like, what's in store for Deck the Hallmark in 2022? Yeah. Um, <laughs> do we need to sign an NDA? Or- what? <laughs> I don't need to- oh, I, yeah, I don't know. We, there's nothing happening. There's just like a lot of a lot of like we would love to. Uh, uh, there's a, a little like idea that we've had for a while for a fun TV show that we would love to to sell, and so we'll see. And nice. a fun like uh, we I want to write a Hallmark movie that's on the list for the year is just to try to do it. And so uh, yeah, there's just a lot of ideas that we just have and. We just uh, we kind of go down the the path of it and see where it takes us. And usually it's a dead end, but it's just fun to figure out if it's even possible. And so I I would say the thing that I for sure want to do this year is to try to write an actual movie. Uh, It's been like a thing like every year. I'm like, I'm going to do it this year. But this is the year I think like we're going to take a month. Me and Dan are going to take a month during the summer and really hash out uh, an idea for a, a Hallmark movie because I think it would be a lot of fun. And it's going to be about party planning, right? No <laughs> doubt. No doubt. Can't wait. Can't wait There's going to be a fake couple, but then they have to <laughs> plan, plan a party, party it's together. Be great. 
Oh, dare to dare to dream, guys. Dare to dream. <laughs> uh, well, we can't thank you enough for for coming on the podcast and talking with us. We do have something that we ask everyone at the end of the podcast. Um, it's called a proud plug. Just something that you want to talk about. It kind of started out as like promotion type thing, but we had Andrew Walker on in one episode. And he like took it to a whole new level. He said he was proud of like coaching his son's baseball team. We were it crying was, when he was talking about it. Like It was great. so touching. <laughs> so it's kind of like evolved. So it could be professional or personal, but just something that you're proud of in your life right now. Yeah. I mean, we, uh, I'm, I'm proud of what we did last year, we put out a book, which was so exciting and you can get it. I'll be home for Christmas movies. It's still out. They <laughs> haven't pulled it yet, which is great. A great sign. Um, so just really proud of that and proud of the season that we had. And I'm turning 30 on Monday and I've, I'm proud that I made it this far. Uh, well, so happy, birthday. happy birthday. Happy birthday. That's awesome. I'm, I'm proud to finally, I do feel like I'm getting old now. I like, I, I, when you're in your twenties, right? You feel like, I mean, I know I have kids and stuff, but I, you still feel like, you know, you're just a kid, right? But 30, there's something about turning 30. You're like, oh, man, I really got to figure this stuff out, huh? So, you know, like maybe start a retirement fund or something. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what 30 <laughs> takes us. So, yeah, proud of that. Um, I'm, I, you know, I'm proud. I'm proud of my, my I got two two boys and they, they're just the sweetest. I'm proud. I'm proud to see them just uh, be friends and just love each other. <laughs> and it just makes me happy. Like, we, you know, w I was home with them during Christmas break, had two weeks off that I, you know, did, wasn't doing anything. And so it was just nice to be with them and watch these two little humans just interact with each other. And you just kind of, it just makes you happy. And I uh, love that. And uh, I'm proud of my wife who uh, is, she works at a nonprofit. We live in a, a neighborhood that we're very passionate about. She works at a nonprofit that um, helps uh, engage with the students that live in that neighborhood. And um, I'm proud of her and all that she's doing with that nonprofit. And uh, she just took on some more hours. And I know that's a really hard, it was a really hard decision. Like, cause we got up, up until this point, our boys were home. And so making the tough decision to uh, find a place to send our boys for a few hours a week so that she could work some more hours. Um, proud of her and proud of you guys um, for, <laughs> for starting this podcast and doing it. And I always tell people the, the thing with podcasting and the reason why I've been doing it for however many years is you have to be passionate about creating. And if you're passionate about creating, the, the numbers don't matter as much. And it's just about doing it and doing something creative. And so part of it is just doing it. So congrats on doing it. I'm proud of you guys. I've been listening to you guys since you started. I think it's great. And so just proud of you guys for making it through a holiday season. Um, <laughs> you didn't do all the movies. And that's okay. I'm proud of you <laughs> for not doing it. And like, oh. and, and like there is like, you should be applauded for getting to a point and being like, it's not worth it. <laughs> I really had not. to talk to my therapist about it. And she yeah. was like, you don't, you don't have to do it. You don't, you don't, you don't have to do it. It's okay. We, we made the say a similar decision with every time a bell rings, we couldn't find a way to fit it into the schedule. And we we're like, you know what? We're going to get to it in the new year and it's okay. It's so okay. I'm proud of you guys. Thank you so much. That means so much. That's like the best advice yeah. for us. 
No, thank coming you. from you. That means a lot. Thank you so much. Um, I really appreciate your time. Sorry about our puppy. Thank you for being so oh, understanding with her. Not a uh, problem. Thank you all so much. Happy New Year. Happy, happy New, New Year, Year and have a good birthday. birthday. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, if I don't, if you don't hear from me again, it was quite the party. <laughs> Enjoy 30. 30 is like, that was like probably my, we're well into our 30s, but. 30s are like the best years of my life. I don't know. I, I feel very uh, happy with where life is right now. And so I'm not like, I don't feel like I'm like going to go into my thirties and feel like I got to like figure everything out. Like I I've thought about dying my hair, but aside Ooh. from that, I, I feel <laughs> I I've been flirting with the idea of dying my hair, like blonde or like gray for like years now. The beard too. And the beard too. Gray. Go gray. Go gray. Go gray. Just like highlights. It's, it's been like my dream. I have a highlight. little bit of gray in my beard. It's been my dream to have a gray beard. I've been like slowly, like one hair every few weeks has been turning gray over yeah, like the last here. like yeah, three yeah. years. And I'm like, I just want to speed this process along. Like, <laughs> and so I've thought about doing it, but I don't know how to do it. Like I've never dyed my hair. I don't know what, it, how to even start. Or, so it's a very daunting thing. But I, there was something about turning 30 where I was like, it could be the year I dye my hair finally. I could do that. That could be my thing that I do when I'm 30. So, I think you I should. Know. I can't Go wait to it. see it. We'll see. Thank you for your. We'll support. have you on the podcast when you do it and talk <laughs> Thank about it. Thank you. It means a lot just to have somebody else tell me to do it because <laughs> everybody else is kind of like, I don't know, buddy. Maybe don't do that. Trust me, I get it because, like I said, it's been a dream. One day, it's a dream. One day. Like I, I see like George Clooney, and I'm like, man, that guy. Look at that guy. And you can just tell people that it's natural. Be like, look, I turned 30 and this weird <laughs> this thing is what happened. happened. Like this is what just... happened. Yeah, you've seen the Santa Claus, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> something that happened. This guy fell off the roof. I don't know what to tell you. Oh, all right. Thank you all uh, so much. This is so much fun. Take sure. care. Bye. Bye.